What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you guys are listening to episode number 396, everybody. 396 of these, four away from uh, 400, and I told you guys I would have a big announcement for you um, when it came to the 400th, where it would be, who my guest is going to be. And I have that information for you. I would have liked to get it out last week, but we needed to lock things down. We needed to confirm things, which we did. I am doing my podcast right now from my hotel here in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Got in late last night. We'll talk about all that stuff. I am fired up about this episode. I'm not even kidding. We got some unacceptables to talk about. We got a big announcement to make. Uh, Saw a movie. Got some sports stuff, um, unacceptables, of course, and uh, this big announcement. So I'm just going to knock this announcement out at the top. Um, So, by the way, you guys are going to hear planes in the background. I'm doing this in my hotel room, and I have my whole setup. I have everything that I need like I would from my home uh, office where I do the Verzi effect. So I'm all set up with the desk in my room and, and all this stuff. It's just there's, I don't know if, I guess we're near the airport but I hear a plane going off constantly. There's always a plane going off, uh, taking off. So I'm sorry about that. It is what it is. If you hear me talking and then you hear a plane, what can I do? All right, I got to get this podcast out. Got to get it done. I got to give it to the people. Guys, the Verzi Effects 400th episode will be on May 6th. That is a Monday. May 6th, right now it's scheduled 8 o'clock in the Vintage Lounge at Gotham Comedy Club. Okay, so there's the date. May 6th, 2019, 8 o'clock, Vintage Lounge at Gotham Comedy Club. When you go to Gotham Comedy Club, you have the big showroom. Then you go downstairs and they have this sick, cool lounge down there. We're going to have a setup. And my guest for that podcast will be none other than Sal Vacano from Impractical Jokers. Uh, there could be surprise guests popping in. I can't say any names. I don't know what people's schedules are going to be like, but uh, I do have some friends, guys. I have a lot of friends. Uh, I have some friends in the business, and uh, it, it could be a really special night. But myself and Sal Vacano, uh, tremendously talented hilarious stand-up comedian, uh, amazing, one of the forecast members or main members, I don't know what you call them, on Impractical Jokers. You guys know him, you love him. Sal Volcano uh, will be on the show May 6th live. This is going to be, I believe, the first ever. I could have waited till 500 or whatever, but this is going to be the first live audience Verzi Effect podcast, Okay. Uh, it is a comedy club, so it'll be, you know, you got to get a drink, whatever the two drink minimum, all that stuff. And But it's not going to be crazy. It's going to be like going to a, a comedy show, but it's going to be awesome. All right. The details will be on Gotham Comedy Club's website uh, either tonight or tomorrow. You'll be able to, to, you know, purchase tickets, get your tickets. I know some of you people are traveling, but I wanted to tell you. So it will be Monday, May 6th. Okay, uh, at 8 o'clock at Gotham Comedy Club downstairs in the Vintage Lounge. So, if you're traveling, you want to come in for the weekend, come in on a Saturday, hang out Saturday and Sunday, then finish it off on Monday night with the live podcast, and then head out, whatever you want to do. If you're in New York, you're in New Jersey, you're in Connecticut, you're in the tri-state area, come out to the show. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm going to be sitting up there doing this show just like I'm doing it in my office, but Sal Vulcano is going to be next to me. If you guys have unacceptables or questions that you want to ask, I'll have somebody with a microphone going around. If there's just advice, you know, it's just going to be awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. So lock that in there. Lock that in your calendar. 8 o'clock, May 6th, Gotham Comedy Club. Me and your boy Sal Vulcano should be awesome. Uh, looking forward to it. And by the way, I want to thank everybody who comes up to me and is like at at the shows saying, hey, man, I love the show and I'm going to be at your 400th and stuff like that. That means like the most. So 
if you're a diehard listener of the show, you love the show and all that stuff, uh, come out, man. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be giving out, uh, going to be, uh, we're going to try to be giving some shit out. So I don't know what the, what we're going to do or how we're going to do it, but we're going to try to do something like that, you know? Um, so thank you guys uh, so much. If, uh, if you're planning to be there, hope to see you there. There. Nice. So don't, I know people are asking me, Paul, yeah, I just, I want to know where this, and I know, and I felt bad because I'm like, yeah, Dick, you need to tell these people something. Um, also, thanks to your Patreon, Patreon listeners. I, uh, I added more Patreon listeners. Thank you. We put in two other extra Patreons, uh, announcements today. My buddy Ryan Sickler is going to be, uh, on the Verzi effect. I'm going to try to do a Patreon with him. He is at, I think, Stand Up Scottsdale as I am doing the Tempe Improv. And um, if you guys know him, he's uh, hilarious. He's from the Baltimore, Maryland area. He's out in L.A. now, but he's hilarious. I did him in, um, what was it, uh, Jay Larson's podcast, Crab Fest, I believe it is, uh, when uh, we did the All Things Comedy Festival out here in, uh, in Phoenix. So that was awesome. So I'm going to try to do one with him. But thank you guys for the, for that stuff. Also put up uh, some pictures on there. And here we go. Let's get into the show, guys. Um, I am, like I said, I'm in Arizona. And something weird happened last night. I didn't even know what to expect. I get to the, first of all, it was beautiful yesterday. Yesterday was a beautiful day. And I'm at the airport. The skies are blue. I even remember driving to the uh I remember driving to the airport going, oh, it's a beautiful day to fly. It's a nice day to fly. And I get to the airport. I, I park in the, you know, where, where I park. And I walk in and I'm like, well, I got three hours because I did a shoot yesterday. I did a shoot in Staten Island for a TV pilot. Wink, wink. Hopefully that goes. There was some some cool little thing that we did over there. So I have time to kill before my flight, right? And I'm just uh, waiting. And I'm like, hey, I'll get a, I'll get a red wine. I have a little little cab, right? Little Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. You know the way these assholes always talk about wine and they have to, the Sauvignon, it's like, yeah, just give me fucking red or white. You know, whatever's a good red or white smooth, it's not going to make me want to throw up. I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need the, the whole, well, I'm a wino, so, you know, I, I like to know the names and, and, and what country it's from. Look, you could tell me what country it's from. I don't give a shit if the if the wine is from Italy or if it's from France or it's from Venezuela. This is a Venezuelan, uh, you know, or there was like, oh, this is Australian. And it's like, listen, I don't give a shit what it is, okay? I really don't. What I care about is, does it taste delicious? Am I going to like it? And, uh, you know, it's not going to give me too much, like, acid reflux, and I'm not going to feel nauseous afterwards. That's it. Has it got a smooth taste? Great. Fill my fill my glass. So I go there, and I get my little Cabernet. Cabernet. And uh, all of a sudden, people are like, yeah, man, my flight's, uh, my flight's delayed. My flight's delayed. Oh, before this happened, when I was online putting my stuff through security, this, uh, this lady... Like, they took my bag away, too, because I had a big microphone. The microphone that I do the Verzi effect on, it looks like it's round and shit. Like, if it was going through the scanner and you let it go through the scanner, you're not doing your job. You know, like, but I put it in with my, you know, they're like, oh, take out electronic devices. I'm like, this was in my main, this is a big microphone. So I put it in the, the you know, where my clothes are in the main, um, you know, luggage thing, the one you drag and shit. And then I had my book bag. And they take it out, and I'm just like, yeah, it's probably the microphone. I'm explaining to them what it is. There's a woman there who's, I guess, running late. And she goes, what the fuck? How many times do you have to look in my bag? And she, she's, like, freaking out. She's yelling. She calls another TSA. Where's the boss? She calls another TSA, uh, TSA agent over. She's like, this is this. And she's cursing. This fucking thing. She's just going nuts. And I'm just like, wow, man, this is... You know, my day could be going worse. I'm just, they're going to pull my bag aside. They're going to look at the mic, uh, microphone and then I'll be, uh, plus, I mean, granted, in her defense, I had three hours to kill. That's why I was drinking a red wine. She might have had to get on a flight. And uh, so I'm listening and then this one woman got her bag, another woman got her bag taken and she's like, ah, yeah, my flight's delayed though. So anyway, my bag is done. They tell me that they got to put it through the, the thing again just for security stuff. I'm like, fine. What am I going to do? Wait another five minutes. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm okay. 
And as I'm going, like, you know, stupid, nice me, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to be nice. And the lady who's freaking out just grabs her bag and marches. And I just like, I go like an idiot. I go, yeah, it's unreal. Right. And she goes, it's beyond fucking unreal or something. She just, I mean, she went WWE promo voice on me. I was just like, it's brutal. I either said it's brutal, right? Or it's un unreal, isn't it? And she just goes, it's beyond fucking unreal. And she just marched away. And I was like, wow, she is having a bad day. But then I'm finding out that people are getting, um, people are getting delayed. So I put my, uh, my bag to the side. I go to the bar right at my gate. I was right at uh, gate C63 was my gate. And I have hours to kill. There's a bar there. There's a couple empty seats. I put the, you know, I put the roller thing on the, you know, the, I put my, my bag that rolls right next to me. I put the backpack one on the back of the seat. I sit down. I'm like, I have a red wine. I'm just going to unwind. It's been busy. I've been working mornings, driving all over the place from upstate. Let me just sit here. I'm going to have some wine and then I'm going to sit on a plane or I'm going to sleep on a plane for five hours until I get to Arizona. So this woman sitting to the left of me and this dude, this like young dude in his 20s who was a Yankee fan sitting to the right of me. So I'm talking back with back and forth with him and the lady sitting next to me to my left, she looks at my wine glass and she goes, yeah, that's not your lip color. And she points out that there's a lipstick stain on my glass. So I'm going, oh man, is that? And she goes, yeah, that's lipstick. And I go, you sure? And she goes, let me see that. She goes, yeah, that's lipstick. She goes, I've been a bartender for 20 years. I know lipstick when I see it on a glass, that's lipstick. So I was like, oh, we should get a bartender in Hell's Kitchen in Brooklyn and all this stuff. And she's just telling me where. So the guy comes over. I go, hey, man, I don't mean to be a pain. I was like, there's lipstick. There's a stain. No problem. He takes the thing. He pours it in another glass. Uh, and he gives, he gives it back to me. So I'm sitting down and the lady gets like, the lady sitting next to me gets rigatoni. Which, by the way, can I be honest? That's a little unacceptable. I mean, maybe not. But to get rigatoni at a bar at your gate at JFK, it's like, you know, I don't, are you trying to be, like, who gets rigatoni at a fucking airport? Honestly. You know, get a burger, get a chicken sandwich, fine, get a salad. What, do you start getting bolognese at LaGuardia? <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't get pasta at an airport. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, can I get that? How's the swordfish here at Newark? Is the, is the blackened swordfish at Westchester airport any good? <laughs> like it doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, she seemed nice enough. She seemed a little rough around the edges. Definitely. I would say an Irish tough woman, you know, and I just hear her go. She looks at her phone and she just goes, oh, well that's fucking great. And she throws her phone down, and she and I'm just like look over, and I just see rigatoni's and meat sauce, and I'm I'm ready to cry laughing, but at the same time like ah oh, what happened? So then she gets on the phone, she picks the phone back up, and I guess she called her. She goes yeah yeah my flight just got canceled, and uh, she's like yeah to Nashville. It's a beautiful day, everything is nice. So now I'm starting to like I'm think to myself I'm going. I'm hearing delays here. I'm hearing delays there. Now this lady sitting next to me, it's a beautiful sunny day here in New York and she's flying to Nashville, which is usually nice. And she just got canceled. I'm going, why? And then they're going, well, there's a lot of construction on the runways and there's only one runway. And, uh, and apparently I found out they said there's really wind gusts of wind that are affecting these airplanes. And the craziest thing, and I know you guys listening to this are going to be like, Verzi, you're out of your mind. There's no way that you you saw that. But I always, I'm fascinated. You guys know if you listen to the show, you know I'm fascinated with aviation. It's one of my fascinations. I read about it. Um, I, I just, I'm fascinated with everything that has to do with flight and aviation. I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I was afraid of it. But when I drive past airports, I always watch planes take off and land. I just, I just, I'm fascinated with the machine. I really am. And I'm getting there and I look up and I see this Latanza flight take off. Now that's what I flew to Germany and I'm just looking at it. And as it's like on the incline, like going up, I notice, I'm like, man, that plane looks like it's moving a lot. It's moving like a lot. 
And I'm like, yeah, how can you just by the naked eye see it? But I did. I saw the wings going up. I saw that there, there was definitely turbulence on that flight's takeoff, 100%. I really believe that I saw that. So now I'm hearing gusts of winds and it's affecting planes and planes are like getting delayed and getting canceled. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And the woman's like, yeah, these gusts of winds can really affect the planes. But now and she's getting pissed. She's like, now I got to find a place to sleep. I got to go back to Brooklyn. This is fucking, and she's just losing her shit. So me and I find out the kid next to me who's a Yankee fan. We're talking Yankees. He's flying to Arizona too. And I go, did you get any delays? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, why aren't, I got nervous. So I'm like, why aren't we delayed? everybody's getting canceled and delayed and like I'm sitting here and like they're like ah like almost like you know we're gonna make it we'll make it I was on a plane once where it was going to Austin we were doing the South by Southwest festival and me and my buddy uh Steve Mazzilli shout out to Steve Mazzilli we're sitting next to each other and he had to actually at one point during the conversation go hey dude just hold on let's just get through this for a second they were the, the 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 pilot came on and said flight attendants get back to your seats immediately and the flight attendant sprinted like didn't just jot like ran down and sat down and buckled up I'm like oh shit like we were one of the planes that didn't get delayed and we should have and like you felt that they were rushing through the the takeoff to get through whatever was happening and get up there and I shit my pants I was scared shitless all right now I'm thinking, I don't want to deal with that again. Why aren't we delayed? But I'm like, I also want to get to Arizona because I have to do press in the morning. I don't need this shit. And uh, we went and we I, I saw a pilot on my way as I was boarding the plane. And I go, yeah, how come we're not, you know, and I was, he was just like, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes, it, you know, it, it should be okay. And he was getting on the plane. He was just a pilot taking a ride. And uh, I was asking him questions and stuff. And I was like, how do you do this, man? And, you know, and. He was just like, ah, pizza, regular job. He was like laughing. I was like, the kid, he looked young. And I was like, these things like fly themselves. And he's like, yeah, for the most part, unless they need us. And that that, that kind of made me feel good. But um, yeah, so I was a couple red wines in. I was fine. I sat down in my seat. Uh, and I was, uh, the takeoff was fine. They said, oh, it might be bumpy on the way up. It wasn't. A couple of bumps here and there. and and uh, And of course, I didn't sleep. I stayed up for five hours playing games, listening to music, uh, and and that was it. And then I crashed hard when I got to my hotel room and had to wake up and do press. By the way, I had an amazing time doing press here in Tempe. The radio stations here and the people, awesome. And I remembered them from last time. I was like, oh, these people are so cool. These people just get it. Um, so that was a thing. But being the one that's not... Like, I don't need some rebel pilot is what I'm saying. Being the one that's not delayed and you're going, some people were happy. And I'm going, let's let's kind of figure out what other, air, what air, like, do they know something? What are other airlines doing here? So, but I'm here, guys. I made it. And uh, I love, if you guys haven't been out here to Arizona, it was a place I didn't come a lot. You see these, these like red rock, these mountains and these little, and these amazing things and like, cactuses and I know I sound like a caveman like I know I sound like somebody that just you know got you know unfrozen and and I'm talking like oh my god but I've never like what you don't get it's not often when you live in New York and on the east coast that you get to see deserts and and cactus and shit like I know cactus from I honestly I was saying on the radio today I know cactus from movies or what are they called cacti I know that from movies and and cartoons the Roadrunner and shit. I don't. I didn't. I don't know this. You know. I go to the city. I work and I see the Empire State Building. And then and then in my house, I'm in the woods. I see deer. So I see woods and 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 New York City. I don't get to see this. So I love it out here. You know. And I'm never here in, in August when it's 120 degrees. But I love it. Moving on. I went to the Barclays Center. All right. I guess we. I guess I'll go right into sports before I read this stuff. But I, I went to the Barclays Center. Uh, Bill Burr hit me up, my dear friend, my best friend and mentor, Bill Burr hits me up and he goes, Verzi, I'm in town, I haven't seen you in a while, I got it, you know, we're going to the uh, Nets game at the Barclays Center, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I haven't seen you, I'll go, so we get these tickets, um, thank you, William Morris, shout out to William Morris for the tickets, we get these tickets, and I swear to God, it was a basketball game slash rap concert. I've never seen, 
I mean, there was it was it was almost like they were having a DJ battle during the game. When it was the loudest PA system ever. They were they were literally and a thousand times. And here is my unacceptable again. This was my second Brooklyn Nets game. By the way, Barclays Center. No disrespect. It just I, it's not even close to the Garden. It's a nice venue. It's a nice room. Not close to the Garden, but. These people in Brooklyn have this every three seconds. Is Brooklyn in the house? Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. I understand that we're in Brooklyn. I understand that I'm in Brooklyn, okay? At one point, I joked. I looked over at Bill. I go, where are we, Bill? What what, what borough are we in? And then they're chanting, Brooklyn. And then when they lost, I loved it. And I wanted to just go, losing. And I'm not one to talk. I'm a Knicks fan. But I can't stand that, like... Uh, yeah, we're in Brooklyn. It's like you're not tough. You're in Brooklyn. Or if this was 1988, yeah, then you would, then then you could then Brooklyn was something. If this was the early 90s, where Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G., was rapping, you know about all this stuff. Now, what are you gonna rap about now? Is all these like hipsters? You know, it was just, I literally all I saw was hipsters, a lot of dudes in yarmulkes. I saw, um, you know. A lot of, not only like skinny jeans, but like different colored skinny jeans. And then they're like claiming this amazing Brooklyn team. It just annoyed me. I'm sorry it did. It just annoyed the shit out of me. And every, every break was just Brooklyn this. Is Brooklyn in the house? It was, it literally was just, it was, it was like a DJ off on who could say Brooklyn more times in three minutes. And here's the crazy thing. As the game was being played, as these two teams are, are playing, I mean, they're like vying for a playoff spot. Like, this game meant something because I think Brooklyn was like half a game or a game uh, like uh, above the last spot to the playoffs because w- in the playoffs, whether you're in the East or the West, the top eight teams in the East make it and the top eight teams in the West make it. And I think Brooklyn was like a half game in, in the seventh spot. So they need to win this game. They're playing Giannis and the um, and the Milwaukee, not Giannis Papas, uh, Atatatupo or whatever his name. Giannis Atatatupo or Akapatupo, I don't know. Atatatupo, whatever. Giannis, the dude, the Greek freak. And there would literally be the team coming down you know, getting ready to like set up in the paint and set up a shot. And I swear to you, there's literally a full-fledged rap song or beat on. It was like they were playing basketball in a park. It was so loud. I don't know if Bill Burr talked about this on his Monday morning podcast. If he did, um, you know, I don't know if he did or in his other podcast. So, but that this is that was my perspective of it. And it was, uh, and I don't know if he talked about Mr. Whammy, the old guy who's allowed to walk up to the foul line when the opposite uh, opposing team is at the foul line and like wave in their face, like right there at the bottom of the bay. It, it was hilarious, but whatever. I'll leave that if if Bill talked about it. I don't know. We were there together, and we were both looking at each other like this is the loudest thing. I was holding my ears. I had both hands over my ears, and I'm going, I'm either getting old or this is the most ridiculous thing. But the the other people we were with. Marcus and his buddy were like, uh, yeah, no, we're here all the time, and this is, like, extra loud. So I didn't know what to think with that or what was going on with that. Um, but for the love of God, if anybody here is listening to this that works at the Barclays Center, that is part of the Brooklyn uh, Nets, I have a dear friend who's friends with the coach. I'm not trying to be a dick here because I'm a Knicks fan. I, just something needs to be done with Brooklyn this and Brooklyn that, and is Brooklyn going to be as Brooklyn in the house? Uh, you know, Brooklyn, we go hard. They kept saying, Brooklyn, we go hard. Every break in the action, the lady comes out in a microphone. All right, Net fans, we're going to throw some T-shirts out. This, and then a bunch of dancers, and they come out with guns, and then they let a celebrity who's there come out and, and, and shoot a, uh, you know, rocket a T-shirt into the crowd. And then after every T-shirt goes in the crowd, Brooklyn, we go hard. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. So there you go. That that's my that, that it's my unacceptable is how the Brooklyn Nets have to let everybody know that Brooklyn is representing at every every pause in the game. We will keep it right here with sports. Don't worry, I got a lot more shit for you guys. Okay, you guys are listening to two three. I'm sorry, you guys are listening to three ninety six 
four away from 400. If you happen to just, you know, hit the button on TVE late, I made the announcement that um, May 6th, May the 6th, Monday at 8 o'clock, Vintage Lounge, the Verzi Effect, 400th episode of TVE. It's kind of not small, but it, yeah, it is small. It's actually only about 75, 80 seats. So be one of the people uh, to get on there. It should be on. Like I said, they're they're putting it all together today. Go to Gotham. Go to GothamComedyClub.com. You can get your tickets. Be one of the people. Be one of the few, everybody. But no, Sal, Velcon, uh, Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers will be um, on the show. Plus, who knows what other special guests may show up. I don't know. I don't want to give you a wink-wink if somebody doesn't, but somebody definitely could. All right. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils lost by one point in the NCAA tournament. And, um, yeah, it was just I talked about it on, on the Patreon. All right. I talked about it on the Patreon, so I don't want to get into it. I went into my assessment of the game. Let's just say this. I hope Zion Williamson, the next time you see him in a uniform, playing in a meaningful game, it is at Madison Square Garden for my beloved New York Knickerbockers. Let's just say that. But uh, they're out of the tournament. Kind of a weird Final Four. Kind of a weird, uh, what is it, uh, Texas Tech. It's uh, Michigan State. It's Auburn. And it is Virginia. I, I don't know who's playing who. I want to say Auburn plays Texas Tech and Michigan State plays Virginia. Is that right? I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, those are the four teams. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as being able to watch it. I'm doing a ton of traveling, but I will definitely try to do that. Now, I did see a movie. Or should I read your guys' stuff? Um, I'll read your guys' stuff here. By the way, my... I'm not even kidding, guys. My hotel is so fucking far from the elevator. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm out. I am not kidding you. I got in the elevator. I was so tired last night when I came here. I had to eat something, so I ate at the cafe they had downstairs. And I got out of the elevator, and I walk. And then I see my, my like, you know, when they give you the room and the direction. So then I see that arrow. I get all the way to the end of the hall. Then I see another arrow. And then I go down, make a left, and I go all the way in the hall. And I'm like, all right, am I in a maze? Is this seriously? I'm gonna, I'm about to have a panic attack if I don't get to my door. I'm so tired. And then I had to make another left, and then it was halfway there. It was the longest thing. It's like, if God forbid something happened here, I don't even know what I would do. I just have to jump out the window. I would have to jump out the window to get out of here. Um, but, all right, so let me, let me read what you guys wrote, and uh, we'll see where you are. These people are vacuuming outside the door and like ready to knock on my door even though I have the privacy thing in because they just keep saying housekeeping. And it's like, look, I don't need shit right now, okay? I don't, I'm saying this low because I think they're right at the door. But it's like I don't need anything right now at all and I want to be left alone, all right? And you're right out there and I hear you knocking on the doors next to me and vacuuming. And you know what that means? That means when I leave here, they're going to say, excuse me, do you need – Did you?" and I'm like, no, because if I needed something, guess what? The, the sign would say, like, please clean room, or the sign wouldn't be there, you know, but it clearly says privacy please, meaning I really don't need, I love how to these people privacy please means, yeah, but we're still going to have a giant vacuum outside, <laughs> outside of your door, um, let's get to what you guys, let's get to you guys, uh, I, I think, do we have a, uh, we do, everybody, oh boy, we do, we have an a maybe not IBS, but still shitty submission from the man, the myth, okay, the Shakespeare of shit himself, Kelly Meyer, has shown up at the beginning of April on the Verzi effect. A few shy of 400. We have a we have a, the Shakespeare of shit sighting. Here he is. I got to come up with a name that has Milwaukee in it too. Like, you know, like the Milwaukee something. I got to give him another name. But Kelly, what's up, brother? Let's see what you got here. Uh, subject, like I said, maybe not IBS, but still shitty. From the man, the myth, the legend, Kelly Meyer. I don't know how much my IBS played into this 
most recent episode of nastiness because I've been sick the last few days, but there's still a shit story to be told here and thought you might enjoy it. Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. This man is not called the Shakespeare shit for no reason. This man is called the Shakespeare shit because he can just put this story together with the most horrific ending and it's just still so graceful. Um, and by the opening of that, let's see what he has to say. I mean, I get excited for these. These should be, I'm telling you, he needs to write a book. There needs to be like excerpts, excerpts, excerpts. I can't say, I can't say. Over the last week, I've been sick with a viral respiratory infection. Violent bouts of coughing have kept me up all night long for the last five nights. My entire body aches from all the coughing. And because I've been sick and sore, I haven't had much of an appetite and am not really eating much. Last night, I finally had an appetite as a, ma uh, as a massive... Hold on. I finally had an appetite as a massive wave of hunger hit me just as my wife was finishing cooking dinner. We had th uh, thick-cut pork chops, asparagus, some uh, Yukon gold truffle oil, mashed potatoes. Wow. It was really good. I had multiple servings and finally felt a little better after a decent meal. However, I think the truffle oil in the mashed potatoes may have acted as a lubricant uh, for the old digestive system because I made several trips to the bathroom over the next few hours. <laughs> I love the buildup. I love the buildup. No pun intended, buildup. Because of the coughing fits that have kept me up all night, I've been sleeping on the sofa sleeper in the guest bedroom so as not to keep my wife awake all night with my coughing and wheezing. Last night I went to bed and fell asleep almost immediately. And like every night for the last few, I woke up within a couple hours after being triggered into a violent coughing fit. This time uh, was a bit different because I had a stomach full of truffle oil and mucinex. The coughing fit caused my asshole to open up like someone turned a faucet on high and, and busted the handle so you couldn't turn it off. I tried to clench as best as I could, <laughs> as best I could but it was so sore and worn out from all the coughing fits, I had nothing left to stop the flow. Like the muscles that control the flexing of the anal sphincter just ceased to exist. Shit was just pouring out of me. <laughs> so I hopped out of bed and ran into the bathroom. It took 20 minutes to get <laughs> this all out of me. Every time I thought I was done, there was more. It sounded like somebody pouring a pitcher of water into the toilet. Uh, uh, I'm glad I didn't eat lunch yet. No more truffle oil for me, uh, sick or not. Standard procedure after an episode like this is to throw away the boxers and hop in the shower. After I cleaned myself up, I went back to the guest bedroom uh, and flipped on the light. I almost cried as I came to the conclusion that I had just done thousands of dollars in damage. Custom sofa sleeper mattress ruined. Oh, my God. Bedding on the mattress, including my wife's favorite white down comforter, destroyed. The carpeting in the guest... <laughs> <laughs> the carpeting in the guest room beyond salvaging the rug in the hallway trashed i even got some on the sofa itself so uh that had to oh that has to be tossed as well i think it might be time to build myself a little shack in the backyard so i can live outdoors with the rest of the animals unacceptable oh kelly 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 you're the gift that keeps giving. For you people that are new to the podcast, uh, and I know most of you know this, for you people that are new to the podcast, um, Kelly Meyer has been listening to the show. I, I want to say, I mean, are we going on eight years now? I mean, I, he's been listening to the Verzi Effect for a long time. He's been a... Um, He's been somebody that's, you know, wrote in. So he, I would, when I first started, it's kind of funny that Kelly wrote in on this one because I was talking on the radio today about the Verzi Effect podcast in Arizona. And they were saying to me, like, you know, how'd you get started? What happened? What made the, the numbers go up? And it took a long time. And, you know, my numbers are still going up. You always gain and lose people and gain and lose people. But it always keeps going up because you get the people involved. And I was saying that the unacceptable was the first thing that did that. 
So when I started the unacceptables where people would submit and I would read them, Kelly would just tell these unbelievable IBS stories like he just did. And I mean, there were stories that if you went back, I mean, I got I'm sure he might even know the episodes that he's been on, but the one where he was like hooking up with his wife and then blamed her was epic. There was one at a, at a tailgate. There was, you know, this one here, the guy's throwing out down comforters and sofas. I mean, this guy has had a shitload of, <laughs> there you go, another pun, of stories like this. And he just writes them in and they're beautiful and they're elegant and they're disgusting all at the same time. So thank you, Kelly. You delivered once again. I don't know. I've never seen a guy. I've never seen a guy have shit problems like this, though. Like, I've never seen a guy's, like, this guy just destroys shit. Like, I, you can't even. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really glad that I did not eat yet. Uh, this one is from Don. And this one, this is really nice. This is really nice. And uh, when I read this, I was like, that's that's really cool. Um, uh, who, who's calling me right now? Oh, that was my brother. Um, so, okay. So this is really nice, and I really appreciate this. I want to read this to you guys because that's how nice people from, um, this is how nice people from Arizona are. So I was here, I did a one-nighter at the Tempe Improv. I did a couple of showcases here for the All Things Comedy Festival, but that was like 10 of us on a show doing like 10 minutes or whatever. But I was here years ago. I was here probably in uh, 16, 2016 early, and then, uh, yeah, because I did stand-up live in Phoenix in 17. Anyway, long story short, I was going up to do something that I got booked to do in Flagstaff, and I wanted to come in a night early and do the Tempe Improv and just to get out here. So they gave me a night. I believe it was a Wednesday or Thursday night, and they gave it to me to headline. And I was really worried that the numbers weren't going to be great. Nobody knew. I didn't have a special at the time. I think my album was you know, just released, but nobody really, you know, I, I was more new, to, especially to this market. And I was like, man, it's going to be a disaster. But it ended up being a nice a nice turn up, but obviously not packed. And I get this message now, uh, years later, years later, uh, if this is the Tempe Improv here, yes. Uh, and, and this is from Don. And this says Tempe Show from Don. This is how nice people in Arizona are. Paul, I've got an unacceptable that we can make acceptable. The last time I saw you in Tempe, uh, I was able to get a promotional ticket which would mean that sales uh, may not have been that great. Uh, and to me, that's unacceptable for you. I know that you have a big following here in the Valley, and I would like to see a difference in ticket sales for your show in April. So we are offering the first 50 people who have purchased tickets for your shows in Tempe the chance to double their score by receiving additional comedy tickets for local shows all over the Valley. Simply call the number provided below with your ticket confirmation and you win. The Google number, ready, is 602-935-7307. 602-935-7307. Leave your name, phone number, how many tickets uh, you purchased, and we'll get back to you right away. The Phoenix area loves your comedy, Paul, and we thank you for... Uh, the free podcast. Keep up the great work. That's insanely nice. Um, now I'm imagining that that was from the last time I was in Tempe because I know when we did um, when I did stand up live a couple of uh, weeks before my special, the numbers were good. The place was. I mean, I we we, had, we actually somebody showed me the pictures. Like it was really good. So I'm imagining this is from the Tempe. Either way, Don, this is insanely nice. And uh, the fact that you, you know, remembered and you did that is amazing. And that's, I mean, ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say other than if you call that number, go by what he said and you win. <laughs> so thank you. Um, I love coming out here to Arizona. And I think, 
you know, it was a market that I, I just didn't do and didn't know how I would ever do out here because it was just people would hit me up and go, Verzi, I see you're here. I see you're there. You're never in Arizona. It's like, well, now I come to Arizona every year and I'm going to keep coming here because I love Arizona. And the people have been great. The festivals have been great. Tempe, Phoenix, all that stuff. So come out. It's going to be a great time. I'm there tonight. I'm there tomorrow. I'm there Saturday and Sunday. And it's kind of a weird week. Like tomorrow is uh, 10 o'clock. I'm there on Friday. Then at 9.30 Saturday, I'm there. And then Sunday is just at one show, I guess like 7 or 8. So it's one show a night for four nights starting tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Where, where are we on time? Uh, all right, let's get into this movie that I saw. Guys, I saw a movie, uh, that I loved on Netflix called The Highwayman. I don't know if you saw it. It is a movie about, uh, the, the two people, the two Texas Rangers that caught Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, one of them is Kevin Costner. The other is Woody Harrelson. Bonnie and Clyde were obviously killing cops and robbing banks and doing it together and all this stuff. And they hire these older Texas Rangers to find them. And I got to tell you, man, I was into it. I thought the acting was good. And the one thing that, that was bizarre about the Bonnie and Clyde story was that they were literally celebrity figures that everybody loved. But they were like killing, like they would act, they would act like their car was broken down and police officers would go to help. And then them and their friends, their crew, they would just jump out of the car with like Tommy guns and just gun down, just gun down these police officers, like kill them. And then when they got spotted, it was like the Beatles, people like loved them. And the character that Kevin Costner played couldn't handle it. He was like, dude, they're acting, they're acting like these people are heroes. And then you find out how they ultimately catch them. You find out what they ultimately do. And then they show pictures of the real uh, ending and then what happened in the movie. And it was really similar. I loved it. I actually loved it. I was like, I'm going to watch an hour of this, go to bed, and then I'll finish it. And then at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm still up sitting there watching it. Or, you know, yeah. I just I was like, there's no way I'm turning it off. So... There you go. I liked The Dirt. I know a lot of people gave The Dirt shit. I liked it. Maybe it's because my friend was in it, but I liked it. And then I also liked uh, I also liked The Highwaymen. I just thought it was, you know. I got to be honest. Woody Harrelson, man, he just delivers too. He just, Woody Harrelson, like name something Woody Harrelson wasn't good in. I can't. He just seemed to deliver. And he was hilarious and funny and kingpin. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say kingpin, I can't help you. Because Kingpin was epic. Um, did you guys see this story about... There's something here. This this 14-year-old kid. This wandering teen says he's the boy who vanished years ago. And like, it's, it's insane. Like, I guess there was a kid here who... I guess when he was... Um, and he's like this cute baby. They show pictures. But uh, eight years ago... Timothy uh, Pitson and his mother went on a road trip that included stops at a zoo and a water park. Their adventure started, uh, what's it called, after the mother checked the six-year-old son out of, what is this? Sorry, I gotta, yeah, I'm watching, I'm gonna watch the thing. She checked him out of school. Okay, in an elementary school in Illinois, May 11th, 2011. Three days later, the mother's body was found in a hotel room in Rockford, Illinois. She had died by suicide, leaving behind a note that said her son was with people who love him. You'll never find him, the note said. That's fucking nuts. Now the FBI and police are investigating whether the teen found roaming in Kentucky neighborhood Wednesday is Timothy. Dude, how nuts is that shit? This shit better not be a Lifetime movie, okay? It better not be a Lifetime movie. It better not go on Bravo. No offense to those networks. This shit needs to be, uh, I want this to be a serious movie because Dirty John, the podcast Dirty John, which I mentioned, and I know I was, you know, I, I just, I thought it was incredible. I honestly thought, I know that Eric Bana did a, 
did something with it and they made it was like a lifetime movie or whatever it was. And I didn't watch it because I because it's on that stuff and it shouldn't have been a series. If you listen to the Dirty John podcast, tell me that that shouldn't have been a major motion picture movie. That should have been incredible. The way the daughter was crying on Christmas and didn't like him. If you didn't see it, I'm sorry. I'll give you a brief thing. This woman goes on a date with this guy. She's initially creeped out. Then she gets with him again. The kids hate him. All this stuff and just wild Wild stuff happens until ultimately this crazy twist in the end where you're like, what? And apparently Eric Bana and some other uh, actors made a series uh, about it. And I think it was like a lifetime or it's like not a big thing. But if you listen to the Dirty John podcast, I have no idea how it wasn't. That, that should have been a monster movie with monster actors because the story to me is incredible. Um, so, but this... This, an anxious boy identified himself as Timothy. That is crazy to me. But what's even crazier is the mother, the mother killed herself and said he's with people that love him. He'll never, you'll never find him. That see, like that to me, man, like shit like that fascinates me. You know, and what are you doing? Just leave it. How selfish, you know, rest her soul, whatever. I mean, I don't like to talk about somebody, but like that's gone. I don't like to talk to anybody that's gone, but like how are you going to, how are you going to kill yourself when your kid, your kid just sitting there and then hold on a second. Oh, wait, did, is that, maybe I'm wrong. Wait, she left behind a note. Wait, three days later, the mother body. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I thought she killed herself with the kid just sitting there. <laughs> like, like, I hope they find me soon. I guess when they found the mother's body in the hotel room, she had died by suicide, leaving behind a note that said her son was with people who love him. You'll never find him. Okay. Okay. So at least she did. At least she did. I mean, it's still not. But um, I'm really interested in, in seeing the FBI is trying to confirm whether the guy is him. Like his hometown of Aurora, Illinois are waiting for DNA test results. The alleged kidnappers had distinct tattoos. Um, oh my God. But to me, are they kidnappers if she knows? You know? Like, are they... Do you know what I mean? I feel like if... if what is this? I'm sorry, I'm reading this stuff. This is wild, man. They're not kidnappers if the mother's going, listen, he's with people that I uh, that I want him to be with. How, how's that kidnapping? Or is it? I don't know. Uh, that, that shit is wild to me, man. I don't, uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you would, I mean, like, do you know you're sick to do something like that? I love how I'm trying to rationalize somebody that does something like, like, <laughs> Like, I don't even know this lady in Illinois. She could have had a drug problem. She could have been terminally ill. All these different things could have happened. And I'm sitting here going, I wish I could have talked to her. What are you doing, lady? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That can't happen. What movie, guys? What movie did I just quote? I'll give it to you again. No, 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 no. That can't happen. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three. To liar, liar, everybody, liar, liar, Jim Carrey. Are they remaking that? They might be remaking that. They might be remaking that. What do I think about Jordan Peele saying he has no interest in giving a white male the lead in a movie? What are my thoughts on that? Well, I love how I just said that to you as if there's a microphone in my face. My thoughts on that are I read the article just because I wanted to read everything. And I, uh, I, it said, he said, look, it's not that I don't like white dudes. He goes, I've seen that movie already and I want to see it from another perspective. So would I have thought that that was annoying and shitty had he not said that? Yes. I think what he's saying is, and I'm sure Jordan Peele has white friends. Uh, Jordan Peele is half white himself. Uh, I'm not, I'm sure that it's not a malicious thing. I think what he's saying is, and I'm sure that, you know, him having, do, you know, bringing diversity, which they want now, uh, I don't agree with all of it. I don't. I think that also turning, you know, 
looking around as at you know at white actors and white comedians as like you know not cool anymore and and doing this and that i i actually do think that that's reverse discrimination too i think saying things like that and like you know and what i can't stand is how some of these uh you know people are like people are are shitting on 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 something because it's the same thing that's done before. Like, I don't understand why that's looked at. It's like, how about you pick the right person for the movie, you pick the right comedian for the show, and you let them go on like that, and it shouldn't be like that, you know? But I would have been annoyed with Jordan Peele if it was just that. And look, they definitely want diversity. I get it. But, um... Look, I saw a horror movie where a white family goes into a haunted house. And again, I'm not trying to defend... I'm not trying to get into a Twilight Zone episode here. I'm not trying to be in Jordan Peele's next movie. I'll be in anybody's movie if I'm right for the part. How about that? Um, but I, but before, and you guys know me if you listen, I would normally be like, man, fuck this. That's bullshit. I, I'm not, I don't feel that way. I feel like he's looking at it from the standpoint of I've watched a white family go into a haunted house and things have happened. I grew up with that. I saw it. Now I have an opportunity to make a movie and do it with a little different twist and do something like that. That's how I took it. So, but what I didn't like is how there were some people, I don't know who it was, like Pat Oswald or, or somebody said something like, yeah, because they're, I think he said something along the lines of, of like, um, yeah, because where are they going to find a job, right? Like, you know, and it's almost like, dude, first of all, whoever said that, it's like, what are you talking about, man? You know, just let everybody, I hate the fact that things sway so much. Things go from this extreme to the next extreme instead of kind of just being even keeled as much as you could possibly be. That's just me. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I'm not. That's just, that's just how I feel, guys, and I'm sticking with it. Um, I did not know, by the way, uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, who I'm not going to lie, I did not know. I did not know. I'm glad I did hear that the police arrested somebody in the, in the fatal shooting of Nipsey Hussle. This was a, um, a rapper and somebody who was really trying to grow his community, uh, I believe in Crenshaw, uh, Compton area of California basketball for uh basketball courts for kids and and businesses and all that stuff and he was i guess gunned down outside of his clothing store senselessly killed horrible horrible but uh they said that they got somebody but i didn't know who he was until i uh read some stuff and saw some stuff about it and uh it was it's really just completely just sickening it really is it's just sickening uh senseless the, the, the people just no sense of what life you know the human life and uh you know I, I look at stuff like that guys and i'm not trying to be corny or weird or anything like that but you know i dedicate my life to giving people laughter and and using my my talent or skill to do that to to just make life i know lighter better you know and then and then you hear somebody just is like taking it it's like what the fuck man we're all going to die. I was on the radio today talking, and it was like, we're all going to the same place. Enjoy it. Put your rest in peace, Brody Stevens. Enjoy it. Enjoy it is such a great. The more I think about how Brody Stevens lived his life, like, enjoy it. How great of it. How great is that? How great of a t-shirt is that? Enjoy it. You know, and then you hear horrible stuff like that, and I'm just like, man, I, I it's, it's really... It really is brutal, man. All the shit you hear in the news, it's just... We live in such an amazing place. Like, life... We live in such an amazing time, and life is... It can be so good and with the, the things that are available to us. And then you just hear stuff like that, and it's just like... Fucking Robert De Niro... Robert De Niro won't be silenced, it says. Um, Robert De Niro talks about being targeted in a bomb threat. Um... Good triumphs over evil, he says. Light triumphs over darkness. It's that simple, De Niro told CNN while promoting an upcoming Tribeca Film Festival. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but let's be honest. That's kind of funny. You know, to Robert De Niro gives powerful, powerful message as he promotes uh, something that <laughs> he needs people to go to. Uh, I'm going to say something I think it's going to be unpopular, and I'm sorry. 
You guys know there's a few things that I, a lot of people disagree. I almost I almost tweeted this, but I didn't. Um, I was going to say, oh, man, what were the three things? What were the three things? Well, anyway, I'm just going to say that this song, Shallows, with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, enough already. I'm, I'm done. Tell me something. It's like, I get it. I get it, all right? And then she's like, I want to do it. It's like, yeah. All right, I don't need to. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm being a dick. I'm being a little cynical. I don't know. And I usually I'm not that way. I really am not. I'm not you guys know me. I'm a happy guy. But I, I, enough. And I'm really upset that the Game of Thrones thing is coming back and I've only watched the first two or three seasons and I have so much work to do and I know that I don't have time to do it so what do I do um what do I do wait a minute don't tell me this don't tell me this did another plane crash pilot had 40 seconds to avert disaster and test oh that was a test run um okay yeah, don't I don't need to yeah, I probably shouldn't be uh, looking at that. We're guys, I'm rambling here. I'm really sorry about that. Cuz I have all these news things in front of me and I know that like there's no I right, I don't, don't want to see that. Max was promoted. No, sorry. Um I know that I have just things in front of me and I'm just randomly with no segues just saying stuff to you. So sorry. This uh this thing took a turn for the worst. This podcast took a turn for the worst. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Strong for let's be strong first half of the podcast. <laughs> strong first half. But then it went to shit. But let's let's uh let's get back to what we're doing. Oh, by the way, guys, uh Capper Network. Go to Capper Network, get on the leaderboard. It's an amazing, an amazing prediction website for sports. You just make your predictions, your dude I called it moment, get to the top of the leaderboard. You can be paid for your advice. They have contests on there, it's awesome. Um so that that's that's that, and all things comedy, of course. I always think of all things comedy, even when I'm in Arizona. They do the festival out here. I got some more clips coming out. Thank you, by by, by the way, guys, for all of the uh, comments and the views on the old drinking clip I put out there. I am going to be having multiple clips coming out every uh, two weeks from the special. Okay, so stuff that you guys have not seen in the clip form will be coming out on YouTube. So please check out those clips. I'm really excited, man. I got some new jokes that I'm really, really thrilled about doing tonight in Arizona and all weekend. Come out to a show. Let's talk about that. I will be at the Tempe, Arizona Improv. Paul, what are the show times? Well, I'm going to give you the show times, everybody. And you better be at 400 if you're listening to this and you want to go. Let's see here. All right, I got a question for you. I did this on the podcast. I said, I mean, I did this on the Patreon. But I'll give you guys one of these here. I'll, do, I'll try to do these all the time if I think of them. But I thought of one. All right, I thought of one. So I'll give, and I always kind of think about this stuff. Like I did pizza or pasta, one's got to go. If one's got to go, would you say MMA or boxing? If one's got to go forever. Write that in to me. Write that in. If one's got to go forever. All right. Here we go, guys. I will be at the Tempe, Arizona Improv tonight at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Saturday at 9.30. And Sunday I will be there at... It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And you can get tickets at paulverzi.com for all of those. But uh, I will be there Sunday at, come on, it says Thursday on the, on the site here. Here we go, here we go, everybody. 7 o'clock Sunday, 8 o'clock tonight, 10 o'clock tomorrow, 9.30 Saturday, 7 o'clock Sunday. Come out and check it out. All right, and then next weekend, guys, I will be in Philadelphia at the Punchline in Philadelphia, the 11th, 12th. And then two, so the 11th, one show Thursday, two Friday, both Saturday. And you guys, uh, I'm excited about that as well. And then guess what? The week after that, I'm at the Raleigh Improv, the 18th, 19th, 20th, 
18th, 19th, and 20th in uh, Cary, North Carolina at the Raleigh Improv. So it's the Raleigh Improv in Cary, which means it's not in Raleigh. But they call it that. So please come out to a show. Get your tickets. If, uh, if, you, if you guys uh, have something better to do, then we're not cool anymore. No, I'm kidding. Please come out to a show. And also, do not forget, guys, the big announcement at the beginning of this show was May 6th. I will be doing the anniversary show, the 400th show, live at Gotham Comedy Club's Vintage Lounge at 8 o'clock with special guest from the Impractical Jokers, Sal Velcano. It is going to be awesome. We're going to have people say unacceptables from the crowd. We're going to have, um, if you guys have questions or advice from me and Sal, we're going to, we'll, maybe we'll review a movie real quick. I'm going to try to keep it as true to this show as I possibly can in a live format. I've never done it before. It could be great. It could be a shit show. Either way, we're going to be there. It's going to be small and intimate. So get your tickets. I think tickets will be available. I'm going to find out if tickets are available yet. And if they're not available yet, actually, by the time you guys listen to this podcast, they should be available. All right, but I'm going to find out now, and then this way you guys can go. I'll be like, hey, you can go right now, and you could get them. So, uh, but that is a Monday night, by the way. It's a Monday night at 8 o'clock, May 6th. Me, Salvacano, TVE, episode 400. You guys have to check that out. Um, how come, is it, is it, let's see, I doubt it. It would be too quick if they were able to do it. Let me see. If they were able, where's May? Where's May? May, no, it's not up just yet. It will be up, though, by the time you see this. So go to GothamComedyClub.com later today or tomorrow and get your tickets for May 6th, TVE 400, me and Salvacano. Support them, support that club. They're amazing. And um, I, I want to find out if that kid that was roaming around, you ever have something in your head? Because I'm into, as much as I love aviation, crime, shit like that, I like. You know, shit like that, that, that kid, that they, they know right now too. That's the funny thing. They know. This kid is sitting in there and they know and they're trying to do something or they're trying to, they're asking him a million questions to find out who had him, what happened and all that. And I am fascinated by this. I got. I got to see what happens with that. Um, they're trying to probably to protect him. Who the? F um, all right. Sorry, I just saw a picture of somebody. Tell me what's more fascinating, okay? Finding out, like, as much as crime stuff is fascinating, right? They get a killer, the guy, serial killer, guy, you know, put and turn people into lampshades or whatever. It is, you know, eight people, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, and all the, all the, the horrible things that those guys do. But what fascinates Jesus, I'm sorry. This is all over the place, but you know what? I'm giving you guys more time. So I hope you get having a nice listen because I'm not done talking. All right, so here's what happens, guys. Okay, that was my wife. And here, here here's what happens when a comedian's on the road. Can I tell you? Can I, can I sit here and, and tell you what happens? You know, I know. I know that episode, was this? TVE 396 has been all over the place. Talking about Robert De Niro. We're talking about... <laughs> this is... Uh, this one's all over the joint. Um, but this is what happens with a comedian. Okay? On the road. You go on the road and whoever you're with... Okay, whoever your partner is, I don't give a shit who it is. Okay, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your this, your lover, your whatever, whatever the person you're having an affair, whatever the fuck is 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 in your life that's at home and you leave. You get calls of things that happen bad. My dog got sprayed by a skunk at midnight when I was in Chicago. My son threw up all over the bathroom. My daughter one time threw up. These are all different occasions. And I get the call like it's either my fault, not in like a bad way. I never want to paint a bad picture. My wife is the shit. But it's just like you could feel the resentment of like, yeah, well, while you're there. But she also acts like doesn't realize that I'm in a hotel room too and I'm waking up and I'm doing press and then I'm telling jokes and I'm trying to relax. Like sometimes I feel like my wife thinks that I am, <laughs> I'm sitting here, 
you know, at a, and listen, it, we're at casinos sometimes where we are doing fun things, but it's not all like that. I can't help that my dog put his nose up a skunk's ass at midnight when he went outside at night to go pee and I happened to be in Chicago. Just now, I got in trouble because my wife's deciding to clean out certain things in the garage and apparently I should have done it, but we've never talked about it before. But now it's like I should have done it. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say. All I know is that I'm going to be at the Tempe Improv this weekend, the Philadelphia Punchline next weekend, and the Raleigh uh, Improv the weekend after that. So come out to shows. You guys are the best. I'll see you guys in person May 6th, Monday night, 8 o'clock, Gotham Comedy Club's Vintage Lounge with Sal Velcano. Check that out. Check out the new Patreons, the new Patreon uh, updates and all the stuff on Patreon is going to be more. I'm going to try, I'm going to do one with Ryan Sickler this weekend. So check that out. Thank you guys. Jump on board and we're still, you know, we're, we're going to have uh, more announcements coming up. Uh, till then, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. TV listeners, you guys are the best. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. I just realized I didn't finish what I was saying. I mean, this this one is just all over the place. Um, I didn't finish what I was saying before my wife called. And as I was getting off to like upload this, I realized I didn't finish. So I'm going to give you guys more. All right. <laughs> this is probably out of the almost 400 podcasts I've ever done. This is all over the place. I'm fascinated, though, is what I was going to say. I'm fascinated with the abduction and then where were they taken? Like who took Johnny? This one, not the one where the guy, you know, the dad jerked off his friend because he wanted to release tension. And meanwhile, it was like the neighbor who was like going out with the daughter. Like, are you out of your, are you out of your mind? Okay, not that. I'm talking about the one, what was the one where the kid was in Spain and he came back and it was like the mother, they, they, they hugged him acting like it was him, but they knew it wasn't him. You guys know the one I'm talking about. It was on, it's on Netflix. The kid was a con artist and he came, he came, he looked up people that were abducted in the States and went there. And they, they acted like it was the kid that was abducted, but it wasn't. That was the best one ever. That was one of the most insane things I've ever, I got to remember the name of that. But like stuff like that or this kid now wandering around saying it was, um, he was the kid from Illinois who was, who was, you know, taken. And, and then the one where, um, the one who took Johnny where the mother said he showed up one day and talked to her with somebody like all that stuff fascinates me more than the killer stuff, the serial killer stuff and that. There you go. I finally finished it. That's what I meant to say. Now I'm done. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just realized I'm kidding. Uh, later.